Joshua chapter number 1, and we're going to read just a few verses here this morning. Joshua chapter number 1, good job choir, that was great. I enjoyed the fire out of that, amen, amen. We've got to trust him, trust him again. Joshua chapter 1, and uh, let's just go to verse 1. We're going to read eight verses, so we'll, uh, we'll just give you the gist of the whole deal. Joshua chapter 1. In verse number 1. When you get there, say amen. All right. Now, after the death of... Did you turn me down? Is this, is this thing... Turn, make sure you give me some volume. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Go ahead and say amen right there. I'm glad we've got a God who will be there. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. That, that ought to tell us how God wants us to treat his word. This is not a give and take situation. It is not a pick and choose situation. He said, stay right on the line, right on the line. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt, thou shalt, therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. Now read this with me. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the service. Thank you for your people. Lord, I'm glad I have friends in Jesus. And Lord, I'm glad I got a friend in Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'll bless us now as we read and study your word, that you will prosper your word today. I pray that you'll build it up. I pray that you'll edify the saints today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to do a little review. Uh, uh, a little review to make sure we are, we are still trucking on on the same direction. We all know, and we, we've talked about this for months and months, and you should be able to do this in your sleep. Uh, we all know that God has commanded us to make disciples. He has commanded us to develop disciples. That which thou hast learned of me, commit thou to faithful men, that they may be able to teach others also. Go ye into all the world, all the world. Uh, we know the Great Commission is about winning people to Christ, teaching them and developing them to go and do and observe whatsoever God has commanded us. It is a biblical mandate. It is a biblical command that as a church, we are supposed to be developing disciples. Would you agree? We know a disciple is one that does three things. As a way of review, what, is, what does a disciple do? Number one, he... All right, I need a little help out there. Number one, we need to... Number two, we... 
love others. Then number three, we serve both. A disciple is one that loves God, he loves others, and he serves both. There's many verses in the Bible that says we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. He should be the first priority in our life. He should be the number one ruler and master in our life. His word should dictate everything we do in our life. We're to love him with all our heart. But the same verse says you should love your neighbor as yourself. You should love your neighbor and do everything you can. I'm glad the Bible is clear in that mandate. We are to love God, we are to love others, and then we are to serve both. Church, say amen. So that's a disciple. We read uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we found in the book of John where the Bible says, if we continue in the word, then are we disciples indeed. Didn't we read that? If we continue in the word, then are we disciples. Well, we said uh, there were three steps to continuing in the word, abiding in the word. Now, let's see. We're going to see what kind of memory you have. If you're going back in your notes, let's see if we can do this. There was three things in continuing in the Word. If we're going to continue in the Word, what's the first thing we're going to have to do? Everybody say it. we got to receive it. You cannot continue in something that you don't have. Are you with me? You, you cannot follow the law if you do not know the law. We said you got to receive the Word. How do you do that? Through the preaching of the Word and through the reading of the Word. In your own, listen, if all you get is what's in this building, if this is all the spirituality you get, if this is all the Bible you get, you are an anemic, weak Christian. The Bible clearly teaches that we are to pursue the Word. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the Word of truth. Uh, uh, We are to read and study God's Word. We're to hear the Word preached. We are to pursue that in our own reading. So we must receive the Word. Well, when we receive the word, then we are to, number two, we are to review the word. Review the word. Uh, We are to go over it. We are to meditate, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Meditating, reviewing, going over what we have previously uh, received. Amen. Uh, I will not use the same illustration. Amen. Uh, But we know, we know that we are to remember, we are to remember what we are receiving. How is the Word going to change your life if you don't retain it? And see, you're coming today. Uh, Many people come for different reasons. But I hope you came today to be a better Christian. I hope you came today so that you could get something that was going to help you stay sober tomorrow. You was going to get something that was going to help you fight the devil tomorrow. You was going to get something that was going to change your life to help you walk closer to Christ and be more of a Christian tomorrow than you were today. Now let me ask you a question. If you come in here and you do not remember or retain what is given out of the Word, how is it going to change your life? So we must review it, go over that. We receive it and then we review it. Then number three, real important, then we must rehearse it. We must be doers of the word and not hearers only. All right, one more part of the review. One more part of the review. Last week, last week, uh, we, we, I took, I took, and, and I said, Lord, all right, I, want, I want us to get this, and I want us to know this, so it's going to help us. Uh, and I said, if we're going to receive the word, there's three things. There's three, it's always three, isn't it? Amen. Uh, uh, three things that you must do to receive the word. First, that you got to what? There's steps to receiving. First, there must be a, bless God, I'm going to do this. I don't care what the devil thinks about it. 
I got to make up my mind, I am going to do this. I am going to read my Bible. I am going to commit time to my daily devotion to developing my Christian walk. It's not going to come. Listen, you're not going to all of a sudden be disciplined. You're not all of a sudden going to have a desire to read your Bible. You're not all of a sudden going to have that delight and enjoy that. It comes with a decision. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Joshua said, to, listen, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Make a decision. So, if we're going to receive the word, there must be a decision. Then number two, there must come... Oh, boy, that's a dirty word, isn't it? There must come discipline. Discipline. Discipline is doing it when you don't want to do it. Discipline is doing it when you don't feel like doing it. Discipline is doing it, listen, when you could be doing something else. Discipline. But then, number three, after discipline comes delight and desire. Don't wait till you have a desire to read before you start reading. Because you're never going to start reading. You've got to understand something. The day you got saved, you still live in a lost or a corrupt flesh. Your soul is saved. You've got the power of God and the Spirit of God in you. But your flesh, you're going to have to fight till the day you die. Your flesh is never going to feel like doing something spiritual. It's never going to feel like praying. Your flesh is never going to feel like going to church. Your flesh is never going to feel like reading this Bible. Your flesh is never going to feel like witnessing to somebody. It's just never going to feel that way. Paul said he's fighting it. He keeps it under subjection. Listen, and that's just the way it's going to be. We need to understand that. So we don't get this attitude, well, as soon as I feel like it, boy, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to get serious with God. Well, then you're never going to get serious with God because your flesh is never going to feel like it. Jesus told Peter, he said, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. How many of y'all would agree to that say amen? Well, that was last week. We, we talked about receiving the word. Well, this week, this week, I want to talk to you about reviewing the Word. We are talking about continuing in the Word of God, and we know we have to receive it, and then we have to review it. Why is it important to go over this stuff? I know some of y'all are like, well, we done heard all that stuff. Why are we going over it? Because repetition is the number one rule to learning. Number one rule. I remember when I was in, in, in English class and we had spelling tests and all that kind of thing, they would make us write our spelling words out. Ten times, each spelling word, ten times, and I always hated that. I mean, it gave me carpal tunnel. I mean, I just, oh, my goodness, my hand's going to fall off. And I hated that with a passion. But do you know what they knew? Repetition builds learning. Learning, learning, learning. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about review? What does the Bible say about meditating, thinking about what you have read? That's what we're going to talk about today. We are sitting here in Joshua chapter number 1, and you say, why did you pick Joshua? I would have picked Psalms chapter number 1. Well, I was going to till God said, go to Joshua. Amen. Uh, Psalms 1 is a very uh, great, listen, it's an interesting verse. It talks about, he said, Thy, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and night. Doth he focus on and contemplate on and think about and go over in his mind. He meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff which the wind driveth away. That's what I wanted talk about but God said over there in Joshua you need to look at Joshua and then it dawned on me why after after I realized what this week is all about what's going on this week election time election time 
I went back to Joshua chapter 1. We see Joshua is a young general. Joshua is the next in command. We know the general, Moses, who brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He has brought them out, and now he is there on the edge of Canaan. He is not allowed to go in. He dies on this side of Jordan, and now God has got the second in command. He's ready to take them in. But watch what is so interesting about this. We see there are battles ahead. We see there is fixing to be wars and rumors of wars. We know that there's fixing to be bloodshed. There's fixing to be fighting. There's fixing to be, because they're going to have to go in and take the land that God has given them. And you know what? God did not sit down with Joshua and go over military schemes. God did not sit down with Joshua and say, now, do you know how to use that sword? God did not sit down with Joshua and go over military strategy to try to figure out how to defeat the Canaanites in the promised land. He did not, but he did say, this is what you're going to have to do, son. You are in command now. You have a purpose. You have a design. I want you to go in there and divide an inheritance for the people, but this is one thing you're going to have to focus on. You've got to know that book. I started thinking about that. Matter of fact, he said, he said that you need to, you need to, it does not need to depart out of your mouth. He said, you need to meditate. There's that word again. You need to meditate on that day and night. And I got to thinking about that. Why? And I'll give you two points. We're just going to have two today. We narrowed it down. Amen. Two points. Number one, I want to talk to you about the motivation. The motivation that we discover. Why should I do this? Why should I do this? The second thing I'm going to talk to you about is the method. How are we going to do this? But why should I do this? Why should I care about all this review stuff and taking notes and, and going over this? Why should I even worry about Why should it even matter to me? You have no idea the days we're walking into. I wanted to stay in Psalms. I did. I wanted to hang out with the tree that's planted. And that, listen, that tree is planted, but then that tree is prosperous. Say amen. That tree is productive. I mean, it's producing it. But you know what? God said, it ain't about no fruit tree. It's about going to war. Because it doesn't matter. And by the way, I know who I want to win this coming week. And I, and I know what's in my heart about that matter, but I'm, I guarantee you this, it does not matter who wins. I know I think I might know who's going to win, but it doesn't matter who wins. We're still headed in the dark days. And if a certain one gets in there, it's really going to be dark. I'm telling you, the homosexual agenda is flooding our country. That situation... Uh, we see uh, same-sex marriages. We see all the ungodly, the immorality that's there uh, taken away. I, 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 I don't know about y'all, but I'm still against killing babies. And, and we have people that are in powerful positions that if situations arise like they are, it's going to be a dark time for Christians. I, 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 had a, I had a bunch of stuff that I, I wished I'd have, I'd have kept it there and so I could share with you. We think that we're going to be in an anti-Christian country. We're not going to be. We already are. We already are. Some of the things that the courts are doing today would blow your mind. We think that that would happen in Russia. We think that that would happen in Romania. We think that that would happen in Eastern Europe, but it's happening right now. And we've got our head in the sand like, oh, we, we are in America. That would never happen to us. That would never happen here. It's happening now. 
we're, we're, listen, we're going to dark days. I promise you this, we're going to be facing battles you never thought in a million years you would see in the United States of America. Let me tell you something. That motivates me. That motivates me. Preacher, what is the motivation we discover? A, the battles we face. The battles we face. Look at all them monkeys over there. Look at them. Satan's after every one of them. All right. All right, Miss Edna, do you remember when you was in school? You remember the way things were? Is it different now, the way things are in there. Now think about this. The drastic change. I had a paper that listed all the things back in the 60s that was the main problem. Chewing gum in class. Now it's, who's going to bring an Uzi to class? That's where we're at. That's what they're going to face. Satan hath desired to have thee, he may sift you as wheat. Listen, Satan is as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. Devour, destroy. He wants these children. He wants them now. I, 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 I told you I wasn't going to look at the news no more, but I slipped up this week and did it again. And there was kindergartners, a kindergarten teacher who had who had pledges, pledges for their kindergartners to sign saying they were not going to be homophobic. Oh, that's nothing? That's nothing? How about the, 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 the teacher who took her children on a field trip to her own gay wedding? Where's the outcry? Where's the Christians in the, in the United States that should stand up and, and do everything but cuss? And I think God would understand that too. And raise up a, listen, what's going on? We're so desensitized and we think, not in America. But you let a teacher say, sign this pledge for abstinence and say you're going to keep pure. And they'll run you out of town. You know why we need to meditate? We need to know our Bible? Because of the battles we're facing. Listen, not only the battles we're facing, the battles we're facing, but then the blessings we find. There's some good stuff in there. Meditating. And I'm not, and you say, what's the difference between reading and meditating? Reading, I've seen so many people. How many of y'all read two or three chapters and then stopped a minute and thought, I don't remember nothing I just read? And you don't, have to be, you don't have to have Alzheimer's to do that. I sat there and read, and my mind started wondering. My mind started wondering, I wonder who's going to win the game today. I wonder, I wonder if Tammy's going to be nice to me today. No sense in wondering that, amen. I wonder, and see, here we are supposedly receiving the word, and our mind's on 50 different things, and we can't even go back and say what we just read. See, the Bible says we are to receive it, then we are to review it, we are to meditate on it, we are to think about it, we are to contemplate on it, focus our mind on what God's Word says. 
Boy, if we do that, it'll start revealing things. It'll start revealing warnings in His Word. It will start revealing wondrous things in His Word. It will start revealing weaknesses in our own life if we'll just think about what we're reading. Listen to the battles that we face. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Isaiah 5.13, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Ephesians 6, verse 11, we know this is the the armor of God verses. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, watch this, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. In every bit of that armor, every single piece of the armor was defensive. It was protective. Every single piece of the armor was a defensive weapon that you put on to reflect. But there was one piece of that armor, and it was God's holy word. He said, you take the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm telling you, it can do what nothing else can do. You take that. The only offensive weapon you have against Satan is the Word of God. It's not your pleas. It's not your questions. It's not... And, and, and let me say this. Let me, let me just say this while I'm on the subject, while it's on my mind. You can rebuke all you want to rebuke. You can say, I rebuke this spirit of whatever. Listen, you don't find God doing that. You don't find Jesus doing that. I don't care what Dr. Doodledigger on the TV done. That's not what the Bible says. He said, it is written. You don't find that anywhere in the Bible. When Jesus gave us the example to fight Satan and fight evil in our life, we know every time Satan came to him, he said, it is written. You can stand and rebuke all you want to. I'm telling you, we have got to get our heads out of the sand and think all this is going to go away and everything's going to be all right. Our world is in a mess. People need to wake up. I, 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 I look at blogs. Some people don't need to have a license to type nothing. I mean, they don't even act like they got enough sense to get out rain. And they type, and I'm thinking, if this is half the way half of our country's thinking, it's no wonder we're in such a mess. The only weapon you got against Satan is that Bible. I was deer hunting one time. Done waited all day. I mean, I'm just sitting there in that stand, and it's, I mean, you know how it gets dark where you can tell it's a deer, but it, you know. I was sitting there, I said, there he is. I, said, I got my gun up. I followed him out, went, click. Anybody ever had that happen? You wouldn't admit to it if it did. I went, huh? And I went, he's 
right outside the stands. Oh, Lord, don't let him hear. And when that hammer hit, he broke camp. I thought, what? <laughs> I didn't cuss one time. Thought about it, but I didn't do it. But you know what? You can't shoot nothing with an unloaded gun. You can't do it. Preacher, what's the point? This is the point. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When that temptation comes, when Satan comes your way, the battle is in array, and here you are right in the midst of this battle. You're not going to have time to say, let me go get my Bible. What are you doing? Some of y'all are fighting with an unloaded gun. You've got the best weapon known to mankind to fight Satan, and you don't even have it in the holster. The holster is your mind. Did you notice what that verse said? That verse said, the sword of the... Did y'all catch that? It didn't say the sword of the saint. It said the sword of the spirit. Why? Because here you are. Now, young people, get this, get this. Y'all going to get in a situation that you really not need to be in, uh, and you need to do everything to keep yourself out of that situation because when opportunity and temptation get together, it's a recipe for disaster. That's why you need to always keep away from the opportunity because there's always going to be temptation, but don't put opportunity and temptation together. Are you with me? Because pretty girls are going to be pretty girls and guys or whatever. Amen. They're always going to be that way. But listen. You don't have to be alone with them in the wrong place. See, that's when opportunity and temptation get together. But see, here, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get into a situation, and it will come. It will come. Sooner or later in your life, you're going to get... And you're going to need God. And you're going to need the Word of God right here. So the Spirit of God... Drinking... You're going to be tempted to drink. You're going to be around people that, that want to drink. That ain't the kind of friends you need, but that may happen one day. That may happen one day. And you need to have wine as a marker and strong drink as raging. They that are deceived thereby are not wise. It says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And you need to have that right here. So when that temptation comes, you want one? No, that's stupid. And quote a verse to him. But the Spirit cannot draw it if you do not have it there. See, that's why we need to review this stuff. When you think about it, why? The battles we face, the blessings, the blessings we find. Look, look, y'all. There's, you say, what blessings are we going to find? Power in our fight. You know, how many of you have ever arm wrestled before? How many of you have ever arm wrestled before? Raise your hand, arm wrestle. All right? Now, as soon... Now, y'all going to believe this if you want to, but I'm telling you, as soon as you put your hand right there, you know, uh-oh. Am I right? You know whether it's going to be, I got this one. Or, I hope he don't break my arm off my body. Now, when you go into that thing, you want to know you got the ability to make that thing happen. You want power in your fight. I mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into a fight with a bunch of sissies. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a bunch of hundred-pound guys. I want some biggins. 
I mean, I want to stack the deck in my favor. There's no such thing as a fair fight. You fight to win. Are you with me? And I want to go into this thing with something on my side that I know I have ability. Don't go into the fight with Satan with an unarmed gun. You start getting that word in you. Son, you know you, it's, you have power in the fight. There's no place that I find where it's Jesus was trembling in his shoes because of Satan's temptation. You know why? He had the ability. He knew the power of the word. Church, amen. Listen, the prosperity we find. Uh, number two, let's, let's go over this. We got enough on motivation, I, and I'm done. This is real quick, real quick right here. What was number one? When we were talking about reviewing the word and, 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 and going over it and, and getting it in our heart, uh, what was number one? We see the, the motivation we discovered. Number two, write this down. I want you to see the method, the method that we define. There are places in God's Word, especially with, with, with Moses. God said to write the law, uh, write it down. Write it down. He said, write it down uh, uh, on the doorpost. He said, he said, write it in places in your, in your own jewelry and in your, in your clothing. Write the Word that's there. So when you get up, you see it. When you lay down, you see it. Talk about it on the way. So how, what method are we going to have? What method are we going to use? To meditate on the Word of God. A, write this down. There's three things. We're going to record. We're going to record. This is taking notes. The word record means to set down in writing. Say that with me. To furnish written evidence of. To set down in writing. Preacher, how are we going to... Now, now this, is, this is the method we're going to try to take and utilize. Alright Y'all see what's happening Brother Doyle Got his notes He's recording Y'all see that He's recording Why Because he wants to remember it He wants to remember it Does anybody have their Small group book You got your small group book Tammy can I borrow Alright you, you got anything written in here Oh She got work to do Alright Now look in our small groups, we've encouraged all our small group people to take these. On one side, we have notes for the sermon, notes for the message, so you can take them down. What are you doing? Help me now, help me now. You are, you're recording, you're writing down. You're using more than one sense. You're using more than just your ears. Why do we put it up here? Why do we put it up here on the screen? Well, because we can't spell. That's one reason, but that's not the only reason. Amen. It's so you can not only hear it, but you can see it. But then when you're writing it down, every avenue you can use to get it in your brain, the more op you're going to retain it. Listen. I, when, I, when I was writing these notes out, and God was speaking to me about this, I know that we're all thrilled about taking notes. I know, I mean, it just I, we just wake up early in enough morning so we can find a book and a pencil so we can take notes in church. I know we all do that. I mean, we're just so thrilled about the idea of taking notes. I know that's not the case. But, let me ask you a question. All of you that don't think it's necessary to take notes or you don't think it's important to take notes, how have you been in remembering it? 
how have you done lately in remembering, or, or have you been like me? I, I'm, I'm so guilty of this. Before we leave a good church service, whoo, man, I'm telling you, son, he shucked the corn, slammed down to the cob and ate the cob. I mean, it was one of them showing up. It blessed my heart, I tell you what. Well, what did he preach on? Uh, it was the Bible, man. Anybody out there that's like that? And come on, tell the truth. It's just us. Listen, how is that helping us? Let me tell you what it does. It gives us an emotional high. When that preacher's really going after it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all was just doing it a while ago. I was getting excited about a verse, and man, God was touching me about a verse, and you was right there with me. Yeah, man, look at that preacher. Boy, he's sweating and everything. And we get all excited. But do you realize fireworks don't last? I love fireworks. I love things that explode. And fire and boom and noise. And But in just a few minutes, it's gone. Preacher, you changing the way you preach? No, I just I only got one gear, and that's the one I use. And that's what I got. But. I want you to start receiving and retaining. How are you going to do that? Start recording. Start recording. Start taking notes. Start writing down what you see. I've done everything but put a pen in your hand. And I can't do that because I can't afford all them pens. Say amen. But we have put it on the screens. We have put it and made it available so that you can do this and record it. Preacher, what method are we going to use to review the Word? First, we're going to record. Then B, write this down. We're going to reflect. We're going to reflect. You get yours back. We're going to reflect. That's thinking. Record is taking. Taking notes. It helps us to listen. It helps us to learn. It helps us to live. Why are we trying to learn the Word? So we can what? There's another, another, there's another L word. We want to learn it so we can live it. Does that make sense? All right, now watch. We want to record it. So we are, we are doing everything we can to make it available so you can write these things down. Then B, we want to reflect. The word reflect means to think quietly and calmly. To think quietly and calmly. Uh, Brother Chad Alexander told me uh, this week, he, he was, we was talking about different Bible study methods, and, and he told me this. He said, Preacher, what I, I, I started doing, he said this week, he said, I started just going over and reading again what you preached on Sunday. And contemplating, he said, man, it's really helped me. Man, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Go back. Go back. Now, how are you going to go back if you don't know where to go to? Listen, go over these things. How am I doing with this? Am I motivated? You, you say, well, how, how can we do it? What's the practical way to do this? Easy. You can look at this, for instance, today, motivation. How am I, is, is my motivation where it needs to be? Am I passionate enough about studying God's Word, about learning God's Word, about knowing God's Word? Are the times that we are living in, is it, is it working on me for me to do what I need to do? Or am I just stale and stagnant? That just, right there, God just showed me why we don't want to do it. Why will we not go to the doctor? Because we don't want to hear what he's got to say. My cousin, 
my cousin's got some 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 physical issues, and uh, and he was telling me about them and, and had me very concerned. And I said, "You dummy, go to the doctor, man. Why don't you? you this stuff ain't going to just go away. It's not going to. It's not just going to disappear. Why don't you go to the doctor?" This is what he said. I'm afraid of what he's going to tell me. Listen, being afraid of what we're going to find in our life should never keep us from wanting to be what God wants us to be. And I'm afraid that sometimes people will not study their Bible, they will not read their Bible, because it's not what they don't understand that bothers them, it's what they do understand. Church, say amen. Thinking about it. Take a few moments each day to reflect on what you heard. Then then see. What was A? What method are we going to use? A, we're going to record. B, we're going to... Then C, we're going to reason. Reason. The word reason means... The word reason means to take part in conversation. To take part in conversation, discussion, or argument. To take part in conversation, discussion, or argument. In other words, sit down and... and, and, and uh, Let's say last week. Let's say last week. Uh, uh, Brother Kendrick, how how you doing on your Bible reading? Doing okay? Man, I've been struggling a little bit. I just I I, I start sometimes and then I I miss it. I just forget it or something. And I and I just I just have a I just you know I'm having issues with that. See what were you doing? We're discussing things. I, we discussed things with Brother Chad when we were talking about it. He told me something he's doing that helped me with something I can do with it. Because we sat down and discussed what we received. Now, we, we have set up our small groups to do that very thing. Everything we've done here at the church, everything we've done has been for a purpose, to accomplish a certain thing. We know, we know that a disciple is made. It is developed through a process of program. Say that with me, through a... Alright, the process is this. You come into worship. And you receive the word. But then, the second part of the process is small groups. Where you can not receive it, but there you... Come on now, don't get quiet. There you... So that you can go out into the world and... Rehearse it. See, it's all for a purpose. It's not... We didn't just say, well, uh, uh, let's see what we can do to make everybody mad at us. No. We've seen what God wanted us to produce, and we looked at what's it going to take to produce that. Now, I'm not naive. I, I am smarter than your average bear. I don't look like it sometimes, but I promise you this. It's like Brother O'Neill said, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but I'm not burnt out either. Amen. I know this is not going to go over good with everybody. I know everybody's not going to uh, fall in line with this. As a matter of fact, I know every, say some folks right now that's mad at me for insinuating that they may have to take note. But here's what you've got to understand. Here's what you've got to understand. If you do, hallelujah. If you don't, I can't make you do anything. And I'm not here to make you do anything. I am here, it is my responsibility to set up the process. And I'm just trying to describe and encourage you the process that we have. That it will take to produce disciples who know the Word of God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, I'm not going to stand over you and check you at the door. Do you got your dose? I, I, I'm not going to do that. 
And I'm not, I don't want to do that. And I don't want anybody to feel awkward or any of that today. I'm just laying out what God said we can do to develop disciples. If you understand that, say amen. Amen. Listen, that's my job. That's my job, and that's what I'm trying to do. I, God showed me last week that I'm a drill instructor. I am a soldier. I am a drill instructor whose responsibility it is to keep you alive. To keep you alive. And let me, let me illustrate it this way. In 2007, in 2007, we had our greatest growth. Now, don't lose. Don't, don't shut your books. Look up at me real quick. Please don't miss this because this, this will help you. In 2007, we had the greatest growth year we've ever had. Exciting services. Man, there was a lot of fireworks. Everybody was enjoying it. Listen, we, we were having great crowds. We were doing all that kind of stuff. But in 2007, we had three teenagers get pregnant. We had one attempt suicide. We had divorces out of this world. Family split up. Preacher, what are you saying? Fireworks never change anybody. But staying focused in that book. Listen, we've got to get to knowing this Bible. And it's my responsibility to do everything in my ability and power to set up a process so you can leave here knowing this. Uncle Chuck said in our small group, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Church, you can, you can expect this out of me. I'm going to do everything in my power to put the water there. And all I can do is ask you, just come and drink. Church, say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. God, unless we know this...